Welcome to Beltalota, the officially unofficial podcast for The Expanse on Amazon Prime streaming service. Can I add any other qualifiers to what, what service is on? No. Okay. The, Be- uh, the, the Bezos tube. We're back after a, a long and rocky off season, uh, suspenseful even. Uh, everybody knows there was a Save Amazon or Save Amazon campaign that the Expanse came to the rescue of Amazon, bought them out, uh, and is now producing all of Amazon's products. Uh, no, we we you know have weathered the storm here. We're back with another season of the Expanse, season four. We're gonna do some kind of high level, non spoilery discussion of the portion of it that we've seen so far, which is the first three episodes, uh, and. And we're also planning on releasing another podcast very shortly after those episodes drop so that with more details, a spoiler cast, so mm-hmm. that people can sort of binge along with us um, to the best of our ability because we don't have a lot of time right now. Yeah. But we, we really love The Expanse and we wanted to talk about it. Uh, Aaron, you've seen a few episodes. What are, you, what are your thoughts? I actually want to see... Because uh, the other thing about the dynamic of our show, if you're just joining us, is that Jim over there has uh, seen all the episodes, obviously, and read the books up until this season. Like, you have read the books that this season is based on. That, mm, mm, there, there's some caveats with that, because I've read through the end of book four, okay, and I did not get a chance to read book five in the off-season. So, have you heard that they're going to incorporate some of book five into this season? I can... I can guarantee that. Okay. Because there is stuff in this these first three episodes that is not in book four. Okay. And they've done that and with it the adaptation. Looks like, that was like season one and two is a, was an amalgamation of both books simultaneously. No, no, no. So season one was all of book one. Okay. Season two was half of book two. Season three was a season or a book and a half oh. to catch up to the end of book three. I thought they put some of book two and like like Avasarala didn't show up in the books until book two. Oh yeah, there, yeah. there were a couple of blended. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I feel like but, they... but event wise, like plot wise, yeah. they they very much seem like they're going for a at least a book and a half, mm-hmm. just based on the the pace of this season. Okay, potentially even two books worth of material. Well, I, I I wanted to to talk about this. So you have you've uh, seen the episodes and you've read the books where we think past this this season or up to this season. Yeah. And then I have read books one through three and I've stopped there because I don't want to spoil myself for this season. So we'll have that kind of dynamic. And I thought it'd be interesting to see like what you thought of the early goings. Like, uh, mm-hmm. does this feel still feel like Expanse? You know, if you notice any differences from coming over from. Yeah. Uh, sci-fi to the to to Amazon's uh, platform. Just Absolutely, to... uh, Naomi's hair is shorter. <laughs> yes, right. Still purple though, but That's shorter. Right. They they cut the funding for the hair, so now Amos's it's... hair is longer. Yeah, yeah. Important, I know. Spoilers, but mm-hmm. I got to get it out there. Uh, yeah, there were some stylistic things that I noticed that they I don't recall them having done in in previous episodes of The Expanse. Like they used some very slow crossfades in the first episode, which mm-hmm. d- didn't quite feel right to me. I think it's just a matter of I need to settle into what the new Expanse is. Mm-hmm. Um, but it ultimately was fine. I, it didn't take me out of it. What do you think about the... the? Because I thought that the special effects maybe were not better. Um, okay. Or Could be. there yeah. is... You know, the, the, there's there's some setting work that I think is really excellent, like the setting that they've chosen for um, 
this this new planet that's going to be like one of the the ground zeros of the basic conflict that goes through this this whole season from what i can tell yeah um looks suitably alien i mm-hmm. i wanted to look into seeing like where they filmed it like it was it must be some kind of volcanic plane in iceland but there's this improbable it's probably just a color corrected santa monica or something it could it's be, like but like it's yeah. like there's this improbable vol you know like black sand and and bright blue waters and like mm-hmm. turquoise ice shelves and it it mm-hmm. does look alien even though i'm certain obviously it took place on earth now i don't know whether they because there's also lots lots of moons in the air mm-hmm. um because this system obviously is not not the solar system um but i thought they did a pretty good job at that and i thought that yep. there were i mean maybe this is just a case of the pacing being kind of nuts up front but in the first three episodes like you know you've got some minor space skirmishes you've mm-hmm. got uh some political developments. Yeah, but I mean, just special effects wise, like oh, it, this okay. is the scene that came out from the preview like months ago uh, during uh, 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 the, the San Diego Comic Con. But mm-hmm. like that shot of DeRossi landing ass first, yep, Musk style, as they call it in the sure uh, in the future, uh, <laughs> is is uh, man. They never predicted that on Flash Gordon. They had the shape of the rocket <laughs> right, but uh, that that landing right on its butt is so fucking futuristic looking. Yeah, it's the way of the future. Uh, The Rossi looks a little different, which I could maybe just chalk up to being clean, having been in the spaceport for a while. And and they've had some significant upgrades. Would it be a spoiler to talk about? Because, like, they, they, no, I don't think so. (laughs) Fuck it. Yeah. The Rossinati has got a a brand new railgun. I mean, mean, they just establish it right away, they've got it. They 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 it, it's it's fresh out of being refurbished. It can now do a full atmospheric gravitational landing. It's hard for me to say that anything in an episode one would be a spoiler when you're dropping the entire season all at once. Okay, yeah, but yeah, I, I don't think that's a spoiler. Sure, um, we don't say anything about how they use it. No, or uh-huh. what they're gonna no, what just, they might just, do with the, it. Yeah. The the Rossinati is even more bristling with weaponry now, and yep. I think that's cool because I think it's one of the it's already one of my favorite. It's it's up there with the Millennium Falcon and the Serenity. Uh, for for favorite uh, little yeah. ship that could in, in science fiction them it's great i i love to see which characters are hanging on to which elements of their past like you look at yeah. their their outfits right and you've still got alex in his martian getup you've still like got amos in his original like was it the fucking tachi or something yeah, like the jumpsuit mm-hmm. yeah he's still in his original jumpsuit from from way back in the day mm. when they first re before they first renamed this ship, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, they got actually some Ross you, you've got, gear now. You, you've got um, Naomi who's starting to take on a lot more Belter uh, in her look mm. and has always kind of leaned that direction, but she's still very much leaning in that direction. And it's just building on that. That's interesting because she's a character that's kind of a caught between two worlds, literally. Like she yeah. sees this. Um, it seems like there's this kind of being a, a schism in Belter culture where there's some Belters who like see this new frontier open and like, you know, the reason we at, went out into the belt is because there is opportunity mm-hmm. uh, and there was money to be had and, 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 for, and a, a way to better ourselves. Well, now there's all these planets. We can still be Belters in a gravity well. And there's some people that are worried that that's going to destroy Belter culture. There is like a, mm-hmm. a divide between the ones that want to kind of move forward uh, at the big kids table with Fred Thompson and the ones that kind of want to maintain more of a, you know, Belter independent streak, maybe want to punish the, 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 what, what do they call the inners? They want to punish yeah. the inners for the way they've treated them um, instead of moving forward as like, uh, 
Uh, Ashford points out there's uh, there's still belters out there that know how to hate. Mm-hmm. Um, so what? And, and so before we move on to that that new solar political dynamic, uh, yeah. the other big change I think going from uh, sci-fi to Amazon is the swearing. Yes, has is now up to uh, uh, golden age of television premium cable standards. We've got uh-huh. uh, Avasaral is able to she she's got a. A, a rail cannon of fucks installed <laughs> in her mouth and she's firing them off it's, left right and center so does naomi yeah so, so does drummer like I, a lot of people yeah blast an f-bomb there's a lot it, it feels it it, it it feels more mature in that way sure um, yeah but it's like you know i i was also wondering if like we're going to see some like hbo type of sex scenes and uh there is a sex scene but it wasn't it, it wasn't hbo so if you're watching this with sure kids if they can handle some f-bombs uh you know if you don't mind a shapely ass or um, or two yeah yeah then it's, it's fine uh yeah. the other game changing uh alteration to the expanse they replaced avrasarala's husband arjun yeah they replaced the actor who plays him not the character it's still the same character yeah I don't know why they did that because I really like the old Arjun guy. The yeah, the Brian, Seinfeld. So so Brian George played Arjun on the old seasons of The Expanse. Uh-huh. I noticed that he got a little bit of work on the Orville. The the it wasn't in one episode in 2017. It's not like he wasn't around. Yeah, for this. I, I don't I don't know whether he had another project that got that got caught up or he just uh, you know sometimes they do this like they they find a better fit. They've recast several people in Game of Thrones. Thing is, I don't think they the found years. a better fit. I like Brian George better than I like the new guy. It's tough. We've only seen him you know uh, for a couple episodes, minutes yeah, so. at, at a time, but I kind of agree. But like I I always seem like I have bias towards the old portrayal sometimes it goes away sometimes it stays i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna see how i feel out through this uh this season mm-hmm. um what's the geo so so what has changed in the expanse universe as far as it's not geopolitical it's a solar political dynamics yes yeah. i mean the that's new- the huge change right is that now there's a bunch of territory up for grabs uh-huh. who gets it when do they move in um should they move in at all these are all questions that are at the heart of this season. Yeah. And what always was interesting is that it used to be that you had the belters versus the inners, right? You had Mars versus earth, but then you also largely had the inners versus the, the, the outers versus the belters. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's interesting here is that like it seems like the inners seem to be the ones wanting to exert control over the, uh, the ring station and therefore the new, uh, uh, the, the new territorial expansion, but the Belters have their foot in door in the form of yeah. the former behemoth, which has now been redubbed the Medina station. Mm-hmm. Drummer explains it's the last gas station in the solar system, and they've got like a jump. Uh, they, they've muscled their way to the table. Um, yeah, which is exactly what they were trying to do right. by moving in there. But by consensus is that they are limiting who can go through it and go out it, and the desperate people in the solar system who are not just the Belters, but they're also this, uh, they, they mentioned their the sea of humanity on earth a 50 with a 50 percent unemployment rate yeah where you might go generations in your family without someone getting a lottery chance to get a job and to better yourself there it's not just the belters it's it's more of like the haves versus the have nots in the solar system mm-hmm. and who's going to get to and and there's a lot of complicated feelings on the belters because um, you know, the legitimate belters, the Drummonds, the Claus Ashfords, uh, the Fred Thompsons who want to kind of set up shop and be respectable. Is it Th- I think it's Johnson. 
Fred is it Fred Johnson? Johnson? Yeah. Sorry, Fred Johnson are being kind of pinched because they have to fire on Belter ships that are trying to run the blockade yep. and they have to hunt down Belter. Like, Kloss uh, Ashford is in this ridiculous position where the ex-pirate is hunting down the current pirates and as, yeah. as they curse his name as they're dying. It's I think maybe we really should set some foundational stuff here for the plot so that when we talk about these things, there's some kind of uh, reference point. Mm-hmm. Because all this stuff is stuff that you find out in episode one, and yeah. it's really just it's like the, the foundation opening, of the yeah, season. Yeah, it's it's the opening of the episodes. Yeah. So what's happened is there has been uh, they've identified one of these planets through the ring as having a lot of lithium, which is extremely valuable to to basically everybody in the and and a broadly class M atmosphere. It, right, and it also can support life uh, in some ways. So what has happened is the. The, the, the corporations have mm. gone and said, hmm, we need to get in there. And they've prepped all these plans and they've spent months doing it. And they've got this big ship that's going there to collect the lithium. Mm-hmm. The belters in the meantime do their thing and they get in there before them. Yeah, they've, they've ran the, the blockade yeah. and they've gone They don't and go through it. official channels. Nope. They don't prep their missions nearly as, as nope. well. And, uh-uh. and so they get to the planet first and they've mined a bunch of lithium and they're trying to sell it off. And now you've got this big ship that's supposed to be there Um collecting all this lithium that is now sort of being held up. Uh-huh. And that's the instigating event for everything. Yeah. Like this planet. That's happening on that planet. This anyway. planet seems like a microcosm between the belters with their can-do, like wanting to get there and get things done versus the inners who want to exploit it and, you know, who is going to get control over these resources. Is it going to be yes. the people that have always had control? If I had to bet, I'd say that because... The, the money interests have an easier time getting things done. Or is it going to be the belters? Um, yeah. And, you know, there's a lot of... Uh, uh, there, 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 there's, there, it's, there's a lot of tension is built in there because it's not. This is kind of like a test case for the entire solar system. Like yep. which ethos wins here is going to, you know, uh, and it's putting a lot of political pressure on Avasarala. She's wanting to because you know she's scared to death of the proto molecule. Yeah, and this is all proto molecule tech that's enabled this stuff. Uh, there's evidence that there might be old proto molecule civilization equipment on this. Uh, so she's wanting to be very cautious about, you know, who and, and, and what is allowed through there. And she's got, you know, because there's half of earth wanting at those opportunities and resources too, she's getting political rivals. She yes. has had and enjoyed some time being the hero of earth and being the safe, you know, the, the person that negotiated the Martian earth peace. <laughs> she's had kind of like this, this easy ride. And now she's starting to get some political rivals. They're going to make her fight for her political power, yeah. which I'm excited to see me too. Yeah. I, I'm excited to see like what Avasarala fighting, uh, a, 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 in a campaign battle looks like. So this, that's part of the story. That's not familiar to me. That's mm-hmm. not in book four. Um, so I'm super excited to see how that stuff shakes out because book four mm-hmm. basically deals with the planet itself. Yeah. Um, so that's everything I know is going to be based around the the planet. Yeah. Illness. So a lot of the, so the, the other tension that's kind of like the more sci-fi a- aspect of it is uh, they've uncovered some old ancient technology, uh, an installation that's a one and a half billion years old mm-hmm. that's being dormant. And Avasarala arranges for Holden and his crew to go and investigate because Holden is now seen as like an almost prophet figure. Like right. he's got, he's the proto molecule whisperer and she wants him to go check it out. He's still got Miller hitching a ride in his head. And another of the big themes this season is how much and to what extent can Holden trust Miller? 
Sure. Because which I think has always been up in the air. Yeah. As as a being who's merged, a human who's merged with the proto molecule, who's in control at any given yeah. moment, yeah. who's ends are we serving here yeah and last time miller uh or holding through a switch for miller it almost killed him yep. and it opened up earth to possible invasion by a hundred different you know but also yeah. we're dealing with machinery here we don't understand yeah so now you know when miller wants him to flip the next switch do you do that yeah and you know how do you hold miller accountable um there's also some we get to see some things from Miller's POV, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. Like he sees the world in almost matrix vision, like all these connections to things and uh, like, like seeing the world, like how a proto molecule sees it and hears it. And there's a couple of really good character moments between him and, and Holden that I don't want to spoil. Yeah. It's sort of that reaching out or reaches out. It reaches out. Right. That, yeah. That vibe. It's still grasping. Um, uh, there's some interesting, uh, character stuff that they're doing here too um specifically around naomi she's always been you know a belter at heart i think who's been forced into questionable situations uh and she tends to come out the other side of those as more of a belter mm-hmm. she's forced into another one of those this season yeah uh in almost a belter pride sort of way yeah um which i think is super interesting and i'm looking forward to how that develops because that yeah. also not part of that book yeah it does it feels like that she i alluded to it feels like torn between the worlds evermore and like um early on she goes to meet holden's parents his eight parents and she can't (laughs) she can't focus on the one that we know yeah 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 uh she can't land on earth because the gravity would literally crush her and i feel Mm -hmm. like when she they get this assignment to go to this new world and she sees these opportunities open up she's one of the belters that like that's what i where i want to be so she undergoes this that kind of invasive and extensive medical regime to try to augment her bones and build up her muscle and build up her cardiovascular system so that she can be strong enough to withstand that and you know that that seems like it's going to be an ongoing thing like how far she pushes herself versus mm-hmm. whether she's ready or not and you know that that's seems like it's it says rap- something about belter culture because like belters yeah. themselves are worried about like well you put a belter in a gravity weld and in less than two generations they're going to be inners yeah like you know the thing that made us unique the thing that made us special the our, our culture of sharing and uh, caring for uh, others above our own, our, our self, selfish interests would be destroyed, and I think that's something that I would worry about if I was a belter. Yeah, and I think Naomi is is torn, you know, between uh, her own her own health and her own best interest, mm-hmm. and this desire to see the belters become more than they currently are. Like I think, you know, she's got a little bit of Klaus Ashford in her in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it remains to be seen how far she's willing to take that. Yeah. Uh, I was also impressed by how they are able to put a lot of the fan favorite characters in front of the camera when they're not especially well connected in terms of plot. Hmm. Like they give th- interesting things that you've got. You've got the, you know, the crew of the Rossi, which is front and center. You got Avasaral, which is front and center. But they found a way to keep Bobby relevant to the plot. Yep. Uh, they're finding a way to keep like Drummer and Ashford relevant to the plot. The surprising ones, I guess, that are still kind of a wall is Anderson Dawes, Miss hmm. Anderson Dawes, and Fred Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I know I can't ask you, but I'm going to anyway. Do you think they're going to show up this season, Jim? 
Uh, I honestly don't know. Oh, <laughs> well, but, see, you're supposed to say mildly interested in everything, so I can't <laughs> like you know get 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 any kind of inside information. But uh, uh, I yeah, I'm like man. The longer it goes without us seeing them, the more I'm wondering if like we'll ever see them again. I have to imagine we will. Yeah, just because they're they seem an important part of I mean, the Jared Harris story. Just keeps getting more and more busy and more and more in demand. Yeah. That's true, and uh, you yeah. know they already is this recasting Arjun just a just a test, just a trial oh, balloon? Oh shit! Gonna start recasting people willy nilly. Uh, you can't recast yeah, Jared yeah, Harris. It's been three seasons since you've seen Jared Harris. Do you even remember what he just looks like? Just get Edward James almost. You'll forget. <laughs> like they, they both have similar skin. They'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I the, those are some of this fan's favorites, and I'm I'm not getting so, enough of that. Okay, speaking of fan favorites, yeah, uh, there is a. They're, they're, they're doing a really good job preserving some of the best elements of the book, in my opinion. And hmm. one of those elements is Amos and the, um, shit, I, I can't remember the faction, but the, uh, essentially the, the miners yeah. who are not belters, the corporate mm-hmm. miners who are coming to take the, the lithium, their leader. Yeah. They're like their head chief of security. I think he was, he was not supposed to be in command, but the governor of the thing got gets killed in in the landing mm-hmm. attempt and yeah so their relationship throughout uh-huh. book four is one of my absolute favorite things about that book uh-huh. and they are nailing that yeah they they have picked a f- perfect tone mm-hmm. for that relationship yeah and three episodes in i am already salivating for more of that the guy they picked to play this guy who's pushing amos's buttons the security uh murtry uh, mm-hmm. is burn gorman um who was one of the twerpy scientists that was researching the um the 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 what was it Ka- kaiju the kaiju brains yes. in the the uh uh pacific rim movies he also was the fukin legend of Jin alley That's one of the mutineers from game of thrones from. uh uh, yeah. uh of the black brothers he plays a good asshole he plays a really good asshole and there's yeah. multiple ways this guy has of getting under my skin as he's inhabiting characters and and he's doing a pretty good job of this so he's he's playing yeah. a pretty good i'm not sure if you're uh, if i understand him as a villain but he's 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 having that effect so far um three three episodes in mm-hmm. i don't have a lot of other things to talk about unspoiler as far as the show i have some meta things i want to talk about okay bring it how do we feel about the binge model applied to expanse how do we feel about the expanse dropping mm. all of its episodes on amazon uh, roughly two weeks before a week and a half before christmas all right G- greedy fan of the show jim yes loves it uh-huh. fucking loves it because i can binge watch the whole thing if i want to yeah and i i really want to uh-huh. uh putting on my bezos hat uh putting on my marketer hat i think this is a fucking terrible idea because the expanse yes we had saved the expanse campaign and that brought a lot of attention to the expanse but the expanse was not huge to begin with mm-hmm. so you take this show that can use all the marketing and all the help it can get, and you throw it all out it there needs at once. To build an audience. Yes, and you you encourage people to just engage with it for a week, two weeks, uh-huh. through the busiest, most attention divided period of, of mm-hmm. an American life in the year. And that, in my opinion, is a recipe for a show that is going to squander the opportunity. Yeah. I hear that they've got like uh, season five already locked, so it still has time to build that audience. But like you know, and we're gonna talk about it with this with our buddy Kim Renfro later. Um, 
probably this podcast drops same time, but like she made this point of, and it's something we've talked about too. Yeah. You need more than just a week of attention to build a water cooler type experience. You want Absolutely. eight to 10 to 12 weeks of people coming in. Did you see last night's episode and other people walking around? What are you talking about? This expanse? Oh yeah. You can catch up to it. You know, like it's one thing for someone to get caught up to, to, to talk with their coworkers over a 13 week period. You hear like, Oh, it's four seasons in and it just got released last week and it's mm-hmm. already dropped all the episodes. No one, no one is going to be like, Oh, I want to get out on that. And yeah, it's, cause in order to engage with that, you right. would have to watch all three seasons yeah. as a new fan yeah. and the fourth season within a span of two weeks when your friend's, we're into it already have watched season four and are over it sure and it's it's like the fan communities to build up this reddit's like they're going to be intense mm-hmm. activity and it's like there's going to be all these threads every all the discussions are divided up and everyone's talking like you, you got the same amount of people divided amongst however many episodes there are and these mega threads and you're going to have like you know probably a week or two where you can't do like full season and and it just discourages. And then you talk about the, like the podcast that built up and the other uh, subreddits and the forums and whatnot. Like it's, it, it's one thing for a person to listen to a couple of podcasts and visit a couple of forums when there's like one hour of television that they got to think about a week. But when it drops out, that just like, yeah. you know, we know because I mean, we covered a lot of game shows and we know exactly yeah. what the model's going to be. And I know that as a podcaster, you're you're not as excited about mm-hmm. the show when it releases in this manner. Yeah. Simply it's just, because what do you do? What do yeah. you do? Do you sit down over a weekend and record 13 fucking episodes? Yeah. 10 episodes, whatever? It's probably the best way to do or, it. Or do you record one episode that people are going to listen to and go, boy, that was a nice high-level overview, but I I didn't feel like I really engaged as a fan. I didn't, yeah. I didn't fan out with my podcast buddies, right? Yeah. And we've tried this, like, uh, uh, like in, with we we've kind of pioneered a bunch of different ways to do this on Netflix, as we've covered a bunch of different binge shows. Mm-hmm. We've tried all the way back to like House of Cards. Yeah, we've done like one a week. We've done two a week. We've done like three uh, batches of episodes, like you know, one podcast that covers three episodes that we cover, like you know, Friday, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and try to get the whole season. We've tried to turn it around in two weeks. Uh, and the best model is honestly just get it all out in the weekend. Yeah. We don't have time to do that for the expanse. Um, but w- the worst model is once a week yeah. because we found out that like after two or three weeks, like the numbers just decrease and decrease and decrease and never come back. Even yeah. when we cover all the episodes individually, but we get them out in a weekend, you see massive spikes on the first episode downloaded and the last episode downloaded. And it's like an inverted bell curve. Yeah. It's a bowl curve. <laughs> Uh, that like in the middle episodes, people like, you know, it's like, well, I, you know, I watched three episodes before I went to bed last night and they're not listening to every single one. So it doesn't really reward the amount of work that I would like to put into this show. Yeah. So having said all that, how are we going to cover the expanse this year, Jim? Cause a I lot mean, of people have been wanting to know. We're, our plan is still evolving. Um, I, I know we said we weren't going to have time to cover it basically at all, but we really wanted to, cause we mm. love the show. So we're doing this episode. We're doing a spoiler review for the first three episodes. That's going to um, come out le- essentially when the episodes drop on Friday. Right, so that you can binge those three and listen along with us. Um, and then we don't really know from there. We're thinking maybe do one episode every three or come back at the end of the season and do one big wrap-up. We're, mm-hmm. we're really not sure because who knows how people are going to watch this thing. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's just uh, it's a bummer it, because it, it kind of I think maybe depends on what the response to these first two episodes are. Sure, how much more attention we give it because we've said you know the Expanse is not our most popular podcast. Mm-hmm. Not but even we love close. the show. It's actually our least popular. I think so. It is our least popular podcast. So we're still doing yeah. That's an active podcast. Like I yeah. think our our least popular podcast ever was the the uh, X Files reboot. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but Expanse is a little bit above that. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it's really hard to justify that kind of like full coverage when you might not get any response. Especially if my kid's off school. I want to spend some extra time with him. You know, it's Christmas. I would but, like to go visit my family. And I think why we're trying to release at least a couple here mm-hmm. and maybe come back later is because we want to see sort of take the temperature of the Expanse yeah. fandom. It's been two like, years. Lots it's been two been years. The platform it. has changed. the The hype has been built. I mm-hmm. think we've talked in Game of Thrones how this is our new Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Like, Absolutely, this show is as good as Game of Thrones ever was. Mm-hmm. Um, Which is why it should have uh, released in April and over like a thirteen week period. <laughs> yeah, right. So we want to gauge the the engagement. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's a good, fair way to point. point. Uh, but we're definitely going to come back at least one more time, probably yeah. multiple times, to talk about the season as we go, uh, and we'll see. Uh, if you'd like to send any feedback on the thoughts that you had as you're watching the season, you can do so at expanse at baldmove.com. We'll be back Friday to have our spoiler-filled coverage of the first three episodes, and then we'll be back, uh, I don't know, be, be listening for tight beam communications. Yeah. Have your tight beam encryptors ready to go. Because uh, they'll they'll be coming out encrypted. They'll be coming out tight and hot. They'll be beaming out hot, coming and tight. out sweaty, and, and sweaty. <laughs> the new sweaty encryption uh-huh. is tough to beat, and you want to make sure you can get it. So uh, follow uh, if you want to know when they drop. Uh, subscribe to us on all the social medias at Bald Move, and uh, we'll be back. Sub- subscribe to this feed if you're just finding Belt Yes, Florida. yes, uh, and uh, we'll be back when we have something to talk about. And again, we will have. Uh, Full coverage. Well, not full coverage. We'll have coverage of the first three episodes out Friday. Until then, I'm Aaron. I'm Jim. See ya.